Good morning. It's Thursday, November 11th at 8.37 a.m. This is Jason Villanueva, and I am on day three of phase one of the Live Hard program. I'm on day four. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm already losing track. Uh, got up early and did my workout. I say early. Um, <clears throat> set my alarm for 6.15, snoozed till 6.30. Then I thought I was supposed to take my stepson into uh, to school, and I found out he didn't have school. So while I was waiting around, uh, I got laundry done, and I was about to start my reading, and then I realized he didn't have school today. So I went ahead and got my bike ride in, 45 minutes, and um, been watching these documentaries on Netflix while I'm riding, and um, they're travel documentaries, and it's been really interesting, my thoughts the past couple of days, just as I've been watching this stuff. Um, and the theme kind of yesterday and even today is that these people are talking about as they're traveling, that just the best thing about what they're experiencing when they go to these new places is the hospitality that they're experiencing from the people who are indigenous to those countries. And, you know, I, I look at that, these foreign countries, and they have so much culture and so much hospitality. And then I think about America and I'm just like, you know, what is our culture? <laughs> and how many of us truly have hospitality? How many of us would meet a foreigner like at a grocery store and invite them to our home, ask them about their life, cook them the food that we eat? like get send them a gift as they go on their way you know it's just a maybe you have all these thoughts and, and excuses but just was thinking about that the other day and it really made me want to connect more with people over meals and over experiences and I was thinking about that yesterday and this morning when I was writing I was thinking about this this idea it's a very important thing called human connection. And one of the things that I learned through 75 Hard was that the program was not conducive to relationship. It, um, it took a lot of time away from my family for me to go and do my workouts and there's a way to integrate that stuff and yeah I went on some bike rides and some walks with my wife and and my daughter but for the most part a lot of what happened during 75 hard for me was that I just said I'm doing this program and I have to do all these tasks and so here's what this is going to look like and so I would just be like all right going on my run and then I would just leave and you know, rarely did I ask my wife what she had going on or if there was anything planned. And she actually said she got to the point that she just decided that anything that she had planned to do, that I wasn't going to be there because 75 Hard was taking priority. And it was a priority for me. And there's a lot of good things that came out of it. And I learned a lot and I developed some discipline, some mental toughness, all the things that it's supposed to develop in you. But the one thing that was missing, the words came from her mouth was, it's okay. The program was just not conducive to relationship. And that really stuck with me. And so when I started thinking about doing phase one, at first I wanted to hide it from her. I didn't even want to talk to her about it because I, I kind of wanted to do it 
early and late, right? Like, let me do it early in the morning while everyone's still asleep, and then let me do it later at night where things have, have wound down, and really try and cram all that stuff, uh, all the tasks into those two time slots so that I'm not inconveniencing anybody. And then I thought, you know, I had some conversation with my nephew, Chris, and uh, and he was like, man, I just think you need to, to talk to Kim about it. And so that was the, the hard thing to do was to sit down and have conversation with my wife about starting phase one and, and how I wanted to integrate these disciplines into my daily life, but not be an inconvenience and actually prioritize relationship. And so it's been challenging to get these tasks done. But the one thing that I said was that the challenge really wasn't the tasks. The challenge was doing this in a way that I wouldn't hurt my relationships any further than I already hurt them. And so when I sat down and started planning phase one, one of the things that I added to my critical task list was 15 minutes of, I'm calling it now meaningful connection with faith, family, and friends. And, you know, 15 minutes might sound easy, but when you've got so many other things going on in your life, um, and you're trying to knock out all these tasks and you're working, taking care of all of your responsibilities, um, sometimes it's hard to sit down and have quality time with people that you care about. And so part of this phase one is really me trying to reestablish a meaningful connection with the people in my life that mean the most to me, family, friends, and of course the father, God. So, um, part of my connecting with the father is, um, seeking inner healing for wounds and traumas and roots of bitterness and anger and things that I've dealt with as a person over time, but also trying to spend 15 minutes of meaningful connection with um, people around me. And, you know, it's, again, it's a minimum, like I could go on a date night and we're out for two hours. It's, it's meaningful connection. Uh, for me doing homeschooling with my daughter, it's meaningful connection. Um, engaging with the Lord, turning on some music and really praying and focusing and meditating. That's, um, 15 minutes of meaningful connection for me. And so it's just one of the things that I've been thinking about lately. And, and I wanted to record early today because usually I'm recording after my second workout towards the end of the night to really reflect on the day. But that had such a, a, an impact to me this morning, this idea of meaningful connection. And I mean, what else do we have in life other than connecting with other people? And back to this documentary, these documentaries that I've been watching on Netflix, these, these people traveling and meeting new people, they're saying that, you know, traveling, traveling alone it gets tough. And when the bright spots in their trip happen around making connections with people who are saying, hey, who are you? What are you doing? You know, come to our house, eat. Let's take you out on the town. Let's show you around. And they begin to share their story and they begin to share their journey and they begin to have shared experience. And I think the shared experiences create that meaningful connection. And so, you know, what am I doing to continue to foster meaningful connections with the people that mean the most to me? And even with those around me, human connection is just such an important part of our life, such an important aspect of who we are on earth as humans and as, you know, God's creation and his uh, mandated <laughs> rulers and governors over the earth. Like we're here. He put us here. He put us with other people. And what are we doing if we're, if we're not connecting with others? And just one other quick thought, you know, a lot of 
I don't know. Listen, I'm the least schooled um, or even qualified to talk about mental mental health issues, but I can tell you that isolation is is a killer, and that when people are alone, they tend to struggle the most with anxiety, anxiety, depression, um, self worth, uh, suicide, those kinds of things, and so. This is my encouragement to you to consider meaningful connection in your life and how you can um, be more intentional about making those connections, going out of your way and being intentional about scheduling meaningful connection time with God or your family, your friends, and foster those relationships. If all of your relationships tomorrow ended, you'd, you'd be a pretty lonely miserable person um, I would I would say so Jason Villanueva Thursday November 11th 846 a.m. and I still have plenty of tasks to accomplish on day four of phase one